For over 27 years, LearnIt has helped more than 2 million individuals develop new skills and empowered them with confidence to thrive in an ever-changing workforce. We welcome you to the LearnIt Podcast, where we come together as employees, managers, executives, and learning champions from across the globe to take time to focus on our professional development. Together, we will tackle today's toughest challenges and dive into the topics that are key to success in today's workplace. Stay tuned to listen and learn from LearnIt expert instructors and the LearnIt community in order to upskill, reskill, and achieve overall success in your career. To learn more about LearnIt and our diverse offerings of soft skill, business application, and health and wellness workshops, please visit www.learnit.com. I am joined with the wonderful Jason Hauer here for our conversation on strategies for fostering a courageous mindset. Our team at LearnIt is so excited to have Jason here uh, to join us for the next 60 minutes uh, in this session. And so Jason, welcome. Thank you for being here. Carly, super excited to be here. Can't wait to dive in. Perfect. All right, we'll, we'll jump right in. Jason, uh, thank you again for being here. For everyone who doesn't know Jason already, Jason really is a visionary and a serial entrepreneur, uh, growth CEO and uh, investor. He is the co-founder of The Garage Group uh, and also which stems and really helped him manifest uh, his company, the Hauer X Holdings. Uh, and he has also channeled his entrepreneurial spirit into Courageous Minds Only, which I'll let Jason speak a lot more on, but is a global movement that really empowers leaders with courage, inspiration, and the tools to navigate you know, a world that is largely uncertain and, and rapidly changing. So we're really lucky to be with Jason here. Uh, he's also an ex-athlete and just an incredible leader in all aspects. So really grateful to have you here. Jason, thank you. Hi. Um, Great <laughs> we'll to open be here. So excited to dive in. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my first, first, Jason, I just want to, I know I gave a little intro of you and provided that, you know, some of your credentials and background, but in your own root words, can you take us through kind of an overview of, of your career journey and, and what's led you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I grew up kind of Cincinnati, Ohio. So West side of Cincinnati, very entrepreneurial. And then I think somehow like 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 a lot of us like as kids you're creative but then when you get into the kind of the corporate world or the just kind of professional world you you kind of lose that a little bit and so i did information engineering undergrad and i was in it leadership in the nonprofit space and it was almost like i didn't have any of those entrepreneurial experiences right and so and i've flipped from being entrepreneurial creating opportunities for myself to almost questioning myself, feeling like, hey, I don't, I don't know enough. I got to keep studying. And it was a, it was a weird, a weird tension because I think deep down, like I, I knew I was entrepreneurial. Um, I knew I had that in me as for, for innovation and creating new companies. And I think it was like, it was a, a weird year or two where I, I kind of questioned myself and I it wasn't really putting myself into those entrepreneurial um, situations. I did some self-reflection and then ended up um, doing an MBA in marketing at Xavier in Cincinnati and really flip, flipping my own mindset from I don't know enough, maybe not as confident in myself to um, 
I'm going to have the courage to step into things and let the process of building something, um, whether it's a project or a new line of business, actually help me to build those skills and experiences. And that was the start really of my journey from going from um, kind of a young professional that wasn't too sure of himself to um, courageous and confident um, through the work, right? And then, so that, those early steps then led me to start the garage group probably about 14 years ago, which was really around changing how um, global um, corporations innovate and grow. Um, long journey there, um, sold that business. I'm still involved, but sold that business uh, almost two years ago and then started uh, HowerX Holdings, which I'm investing in um, B2B technology services and media companies. And then along the way, we can get into this, started the Courageous Minds Only, really to bring leaders together to have authentic conversations around courage and to just be an encouragement to leaders to really step into uncertainty and not not be scared and fearful, but actually step into it and look at it as a way to learn and grow and continue to push yourself forward. I'm sure there's a lot more I could share, but that's a quick thumbnail. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And there's, yeah, there's so much to kind of dive into. Um, so thank you for that that overview and so much of it just, just resonates and, um, especially that moment or that time of you kind of reframing where you were in transition and a young professional to being the cur having the courage to say, okay, I'm going to own my journey and, and step into being an entrepreneur. That's who I've been the whole time. Um, so I, I, I love that thread. I want to get more into that. Uh, in terms of, in terms of, right, you've, you founded two companies and, and spent most of your life as an adult, as an entrepreneur. Um, and that just naturally takes courage. This is kind of what I want to get into is like, did you always think of yourself as being a courageous, brave person, you know, even when you had that doubt or was it, at, was it at that inflection point when you got the credentials of the MBA that, that then that gave you more confidence you know, to, to make braver decisions. But I'm wondering your framing around courage and your identity, yeah. had that always been a piece of your identity early on or was it something that, um, you know, took time to kind of build on? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a really good question. I, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to look from the outside. And I, I do this too, of like entrepreneurs and visionaries that I, I really trust and respect. And it's easy to look at. It. It's like, okay, they have it. Like they jumped into something. And I think when I really figured it out and it was part of that MBA process was it has nothing to do with who's more courageous or not as much as like, I'm, I'm actually naturally more of a risk manager than I am just like a crazy entrepreneur. And, but, it's thinking and acting and process and understanding you can control the inputs of what you're trying to do or accomplish. And, and, and the more that you can start to act in a way that you're understand the process of whether for me, it's building companies and building brands, but disassociate that from the, the outcome or the big mountain. And it's like, okay, these are the inputs that are required at this stage to build the thing. And let's focus on that and focus on the actions day in and day out to build something. I feel like that's really, I feel like what's enabled me to continue to get better and to be able to um, build teams and, and really build 
build the capacity to take bigger and bigger risks. It's really just under like thinking about things through what are the pro what what are the inputs that are in my control to build something, um, whether that's a process that skills that I need to continue to learn and develop um, that are going to make me that much more effective, depending on kind of the moment in the business in, in the kind of the phase, if you will, of growth. Um, so yeah, that's that's at yeah. least how I've thought about it in terms of, uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you talked about being like a bit of a risk manager or that being the, like maybe the the skill set that you had naturally, right? Of like, okay, what are what are the inputs I need? You know, for for managing that in terms of, right? If, if you are dealing with uncertainty or change or, in a space where you maybe want to take right take a thoughtful risk what are some of those skills you know or or how were you able to like assess that risk while and 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 get into the details of like this is what needs to be done in order to like get what needs to be done right now and maintain yeah. control while also having like a growth mindset of okay I'm I'm going to control what I can now but you know also think like think long-term because I think sometimes what I'm speaking from experience, what will, what will stunt me or I'll get stuck in a loop of like, Oh, you know, these are the resources I have now it's scarce or minimal or, okay. I just got a no from that person. I didn't get approval from my manager. Okay. That's a stopping point. Um, there's too much risk here and it's yeah. hard to then keep that growth mindset, right. Of, okay, I'm hitting these challenges you know, does that mean I stop or I pivot? Or is this just, you know, these are the inputs I have available. I need to just be resourceful yeah. and still keep the long-term vision. So does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's, one is just understanding just business, entrepreneurship, whatever. To me, it's all, it's a, it's a learning journey and you, you get, you get better with reps and time. And if you have the mindset of, Hey, I'm I'm gonna step into the arena and build something or do something. I'm gonna open system and I'm gonna put the right learning and the right coaches around me. And I'm open to feedback. I'm open to to building new skills, and you're gonna be successful, right? So I think point one is like entrepreneurship to me is just it's a serial learning journey essentially. Um, and then for me, I'm really really big on building empathy and understanding for if you're building a product or you you are leading a function or you're building a company of just truly and deeply understanding your customers or consumers and what you're trying to do for them it's easy to get focused in on okay this is the next step but to me context and empathy is is just it's king and if you understand that and understand and you can take it back to okay to your example of hitting kind of those micro roadblocks if you understand bigger picture what you're trying to do i feel like it opens you up to being a better like like agile problem solver if you will so i always like for me like when i feel like i'm stuck a little bit i always go back to both the empathy in context but also ultimately what am i trying to solve for and if the first step didn't work how do I step back and just reassess and say, okay, is there something else I, I could do here? Is there somebody I need to talk to? Is there something else I need to learn? Is there another step that I could take? And I think that's just 
that, that, that to me ultimately is, is the key to being successful in uncertain environments is being able to understand the problem and then be dynamic in, in how you're coming up with solutions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like you said, staying, staying agile, uh, and not letting just that, that one hurdle or roadblock completely, you know, derail you in terms of, in terms of where you're going or the long-term, the long-term yeah. goal. And that's, that's key in uncertainty too, because I feel like a lot of us have grown up being very smart and mastering an existing context, right? And things like AI, COVID, like just the way our businesses are today, it's a lot more uncertain. And a lot of us don't have the answer and that's okay. But I think the more that we can orient to framing up, what is the problem I'm trying to solve and then staying with it until I'm able to solve something and it's okay to me it's okay to fail and and iterate through failure as long as you understand i'm trying to solve the problem and i'm learning along the way right mm -hmm. and just to me it's a key leadership it's both leadership to nurture within your teams but it's also it's a key self-leadership um, thing as well particularly in the environment we are in and we're going to continue to be in yeah you also said something about like around, um, you know, who can I ask for help or, you know, is there someone I need to talk to at those points of challenges? And I remember when you and I were, were chatting for the first time, you said, you know, surround yourself with, with courageous people. I'm wondering, you know, thinking about that, I think we all have people we admire, right? Whether that's a celebrity, a speaker, you know, former president, whoever that is, where we have these like big, courageous, emblematic people. Um, but I'm, I think there's a more, um, a more tangible thing there of like one finding courageous people in your own life that you can turn to for advice and guidance, but also being able to identify like, Hmm, that person is brave and maybe a non-traditional way, or, you know, they have a different yeah. outlook than me. So I'm curious if you can share, you know, what are, when you say like, you know, when you're at a stuck point or something, you look for, you look for advice or something, but I'm wondering how do you identify maybe people you admire or who are courageous? And then how do you cultivate a community of, of people that help you foster your own, um, you know, like courageous minds only, right? The whole ethos yeah, of that is totally, yeah. I'm wondering how you kind of think about that um, in your life and how that's helped you be a successful leader. Yeah. Oh, never sense. a great question. To me, it all goes, like, I'm like, I'm big on the strengths finder. I don't know if you've seen that or you talk about that in your community, but like I'm a competitive achiever. Right. And so like, I love like setting a big vision and getting after it. But I think what gives me both the confidence and the courage to set, have a big vision and go after it and learn my way to achieving it is like putting myself around other people that I, that, that, that I trust, respect, that I, I can learn from, right? And for me, it's come back to just just being around people that help me to say, like, this is this isn't an impossible thing. It is possible because she did it, he did it, people did it, right? And just like a simple example is when I wanted to, like, years ago when I was running marathons, before I'd done my first one, like I. I kind of was training and I was struggling a little bit. And I'm like, I just want to get around other people who have successfully done this, right? So I joined a running group. I'm sure some, 
ton of people in the, um, the community here may have done that, right? But it's a really good example of if you want to run a marathon, get around people who have already done it and you're going to learn from them, but you're also, they're going to, they're basically telling you and showing you that it is possible and here's how I did it, right? And it's a, to me, it's a, maybe not a simple example, but it, it's a, it's an example of that, right? And so as I've started and built companies, I get around people who are ahead of me and I take the time to learn from their journeys and nothing is like completely directly, um, I, I directly reapply a lot what I learned, but I, I tend to take things from a principal perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So in entrepreneurship, I connect with, with leaders that <clears throat> have been ahead of me and built successful companies. And I take what I, what I can learn from them, both at a macro level, but also at a micro level in terms of specific problems I'm trying to solve, right? And that input makes me more courageous because one, it shows me it's possible to achieve this goal or solve this problem, but tangibly the input they give at a just tactical or a practical level gives me confidence to start to kind of know what direction to go and to step into that, right? Mm. But it goes back, I think, I, I forget exactly like where it is in the book, but Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Integrity, he talks a lot about, and I, I think I shared this before, is a leader being, being an open system putting yourself in the arena to accomplish a goal or to do something, but then having the right knowledge and coaching around you to push you forward. Right. Yeah. And I very much think like, if you think about yourself as an open system, trying to achieve something, um, that's where then those courageous people to me come, at least for me, they provide both that inspiration, that vision, but also, even as a reference point, they're coaches to me in a way of, okay, this is what they did. I can apply that. I can help solve this problem, right? Mm. But a lot of times it's not clear of what they're sharing until you're in the arena, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going back to those reference points and, and then putting yourself in a community like Courageous Minds Only or Learn It to where as you're on that journey, you real time then can either get inspiration if you're feeling like you're um, not having a great week or you're facing a challenge or you feel like you need to learn a new skill, right? Mm -hmm. The Courageous Minds Only platform um, we created through the Garage Group really is just a way of bringing courageous leaders together, both to learn from one another, to be an inspiration point to the community, but deep down to me, it's just, it's showing the community what's possible through those leaders. If they did it, you can do it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that at both like a, a macro level, right. Of like seeing someone who's done it and their success and, and hearing their challenges, but also at a micro level, like hearing the actual situa situations that they, they addressed, because I think that shows that right there, like we're all real humans addressing real problems in real time. Yeah. Like nothing happens overnight, right? Kind of like you said, like your evolution of, of founding the companies, they weren't like overnight successes or, right? You didn't just wake up and be like, I'm going to start this. And it was like an evolution of, of you growing into that, you know, asking for advice, you know, taking situation by situation and finding help along the way. So, yeah. um, I think that's huge of, of like incrementally, no matter what phase you're at in kind of stepping into that courage of, of looking for the people that can help you 
on a macro level, provide inspiration, but also be the people that are walking alongside you as you're actually going through those challenges. You know, I think that's 100%. great. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, too, the, the more that I've like reflected on my, both my entrepreneurial journey and then just a lot of my friends and colleagues, the more that you can just see like leadership development and, and or just being an entrepreneur is a learning journey then it's like, it's easier to just put your head down and say, okay, this is what I got to solve for now, or these are the things, the, the risks I need to take to both build my business, my brand, my function, my part of the business. But then in doing so, you actually build resilience to take bigger and bigger risks, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I feel like a lot of times when, if we, we like dream about entrepreneurship and we look at people have built the billion dollar business, it might not be feel as accessible, right? But if we think about the learning journey required to get there, it, it becomes more accessible, right? And um, mm -hmm. I'm in the midst of that now with PowerX Holdings is I'm learning, I'm going from building and operating companies to investing in companies and being an advisor <clears throat> and an investor. And I'm, I feel like I'm right in the middle of that, right? Mm -hmm. but I, I tell myself every day that I, I'm going through this process to continue to learn and continue to build and build bigger capacity to do bigger deals and have bigger impact. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think one thing to your like speaking to, and I know we're, we've talked a lot about entrepreneurship and if you're starting something off the ground, um, how can leaders and, and organizations kind of create a culture that encourages and it supports, you know, not only their own, you know, their own ability to take risks and, you know, and, and embrace courage in their work, but also that creates a funnel from the top down, right. Of, of, of having their team and their employees, you know, um, think and act more courageously. Like, how do you, how do you think about that? Yeah. You know, from a, from a high level of then, you know, that being an influential point for like for you, right. With, with working other in, in investors and the people, partners, employees that work for you, how can, how can leaders kind of create that trickle effect of making courageous decisions, being courageous leaders yeah. and feeling that. Yeah. And I, I think probably the best, the, not once the easiest, but the best way to kind of describe that is through um, my work at the garage group or not. If I think about companies where like they're great at innovation and growth versus ones that aren't, mm -hmm. it almost comes back to the dichotomy between fixed mindset and growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> A lot of the teams where it it's it's about the smartest person in the room, it's about the um, CEO has all the answers, CMO has all the answers. It just it's not empowering to the team and it, it it's just it's not a culture in which you're you're eliciting the best ideas from people that are energized to um to take risks to come up with new ideas to continue to push the business forward and so i think the, at least the first layer is, is is just the are the nuts and bolts of great culture um mission vision there and values and are you living them out every day to me, like that's, that's point one. And particularly in a, in, in a, in a remote kind of, or a hybrid world um, where there's a lot of turbulence going on, I think it's more critical than ever of just making sure that you, you, you really are focused on a great culture that's empowering um, 
and then everybody's clear on okay this is how we're running the business beyond that i i like to think about it in terms of like both are are we super clear on the strategy of what we're trying to do as a business and is is a um is a leader like do you understand that are you framing that up in a way that your teams understand that um that that to me is is point one because it's it's so hard to me to like to come up with ideas and as an employee to have the courage to have ideas right but Mm -hmm. you understand at a higher level okay this is what we're all trying to achieve then i think you start to create the space and invite people into that I think the other thing I I was talking about it before in terms of empathy and context, if you understand a high level, okay, this is the strategy, this is what we're trying to do in terms of whether it's growth or improving a a process, uh, improving a a score, a KPI score, anything, is then going back to, okay, do I understand from a context empathy perspective, like what, what, what the context is, okay? And then if I have the freedom then to start to come up with ideas then and, and test those ideas, then then I feel like I'm more apt to do that. But if I'm day to day, if if I'm feel like it's more of a fixed mindset environment and I'm just kind of covering right. my ass, then it's like I am probably going to spend time with my family and I'm not going to put, put in extra time and effort or emotional energy to figure it out. Right. And I totally. I believe it's the job of every leader to one create that context where people feel i don't like the word psychological safety because i'm just i'm a courage guy but is the context there to where people feel like Mm. feel okay coming up with an idea and putting being vulnerable and putting themselves out there Mm. and are you are you as a leader reinforcing that behavior right And I like anytime somebody that I'm working with comes up with a great idea, I don't like say I don't like the idea or not. I just say I love that you're coming up with new ideas or you're coming up with a new way to try to solve the problem mm-hmm. and, and really reinforce the behavior. Mm. The idea you can filter out and you can test, right? Because you but that that to me is the big thing. But then as a leader, are you if if you want that from your team? you sure as heck better be modeling that too, right? Because you mm-hmm. can't like say I'm creating this context and then I'm asking my team for ideas, but then you're the one that's shooting things down or you're not actually learning and building and growing, right? So long-winded way, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thank you. I think that's a huge, a huge point because I think it's inviting, like that is how companies uh, it's like a, it's tapping into a, your talent and your resource that's going to then create and boost innovation, you know, for the company, right? If, if yeah. people feel like you said, like they can come and be bold at work and just in sharing an idea, right? Like you said, it's, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, we're going to change our whole strategy and initiative because so-and-so had an idea. It's that the idea was able to be brought to the floor, heard out, you know, maybe it's an approach that, you know, you hadn't even thought of and, and then just that there's the space for it to be shared. Like you said, it, it, it can be, it can be filtered and, and, but I think it's the conversation that people feel invited in to show up as they are, you know, and be heard and listened to, um, and, and speak and, you know, hear those ideas. I think, you know, that's one thing at the companies I've worked at when I felt the most empowered, um, 
that was when I was thinking the most creatively and most innovatively and, and had, had my best ideas, right. was when I yeah. felt really, uh, empowered to show up exactly who I was, you know, and it wasn't a yes to every idea, but it was the fact that I could have the floor and have a really honest conversation with the CEO or my manager, you know, versus being scared yeah. that that was going to be met with judgment or, or anything. I think that's, you know, great, a great point. Really, so yeah. winded reaction, yeah. but I think that's so important, you know, especially for company culture. Yeah. And I think there's like, there's micro influence things in there. Like if you are the employee coming up with the ideas, but then like you're underperforming and you're not doing just kind of your baseline stuff, it is hard. Like there's a credibility issue there. Right. So like, I just always encourage people just crush it in your job and your existing responsibilities continue to like build that broader organizational context and then, and continue to like get inspiration and, and, and then use that as a basis for continuing to push yourself forward and the organization forward. Um, and then from a leadership perspective, there's little things you can do in terms of, okay, you've created the context and people are coming up with ideas, but maybe they're not the right ideas. That's on you as a leader to, to create better strategic context and filtering to say, um, not to necessarily give people the answers, but did you frame the strategy and the problem up in the right way? Or mm. do people under, really understand the vision or not, right? And so often I think we, we as leaders, we, we think we understand the strategy and we communicated it, but oftentimes our teams need to hear like seven times before it even clicks, right? Because we're right. so busy in the day-to-day and then this is a newer skill that maybe hasn't been been leveraged, right? And, and so just use those, both there's the employee perspective of crush it and then earn earn, earn the right, but then there's the, the leadership perspective of framing and, and just influence and bring people along. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, and that, and that, um, like, and I think that speaks to our emerging leaders or folks that are, right, maybe sitting in the middle of an organization where they're listening now and being like, right, this is, this all sounds great. I want to bring that idea, but right, I, like, I'm new to the company or, yeah, like, there's, there's a time and place. You can still be courageous and hold yourself with that bravery and confidence, but like you said, you know, do the job that's in front of you, show up every day with integrity, more of those values, and then, you know, have that trust with leadership so that when the opportunity does come up or you have that idea, there's that trust there to share it. Is, am I hearing you right? Yeah. And it, it, it's, it goes both ways. It's just understanding. But I, I think from a leadership perspective too, just taking the time to get to know your team beyond just the functional role and what, what makes people tick, what do they, where do they want to learn and grow? Cause it's so easy to be like, okay, this person's in this functional box forever. And like, I don't want any changes, but in reality, I think people want, want to learn and grow more than ever. And that's what's required to keep our businesses relevant, our brands relevant. Right. And if <clears throat> as a leader, if you're not creating that context, like, people are going to check out they're they're going somewhere else right so that's your job as a leader but then for emerging leaders and and, and that that's more of understanding kind of the the influence part of leadership and have you taken the time not just to come up the idea but to better understand your your functional or your department heads like responsibilities what is he or she trying to drive have you built the relationship? Do you feel like you've earned the right? Um, mm -hmm. it's, again, it's not a, 
an arrogance thing or whatever, but the Um, it's just the, to me, the nuts and bolts of just solid leadership. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that makes, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think another thing too, of, I know you were, you also, and I didn't have this in the questions list, so I'm kind of throwing you a curveball, but I know you were a former athlete as well. And, and athletics were a part of your life or yeah. right. I'm correct in that. I've, I've been a part of your life growing up. Um, but I've, I'm wondering if like your if your past, you know, in in what other skills you learned from other areas of your life, whether it's athletics or um, even just personal relationships you have outside of work, if there's areas where you had to be kind of courageous or take, you know, take some of that experience, how that has also impacted or been a thread yeah. for you be more, you know, growth minded and in, in areas professionally. I'm just wondering if you have any examples. Totally. Of, I, uh, I, it doesn't have to be the athletic side. It can be. Just anything. to be clear, I'm much more of an amateur athlete. So <laughs> like soccer and baseball lifted like growing up still like I've run marathons and that sort of thing. I was in, yeah. I was in the military army. So um, <clears throat> I think it, it, it goes back to honestly, just from a self-development perspective and the entrepreneurial journey and, and having the courage to take risks, it, it, it really, to me, is all about process. And as, I, as I've kind of learned and grown over the years, even on the athletic side of things, I was never the fastest, strongest, like best athlete, but I feel like I always outworked everybody. And, and so like the, a lot of the parallels between lifting and nutrition and running marathons to businesses, it's about process and understanding what are the inputs I'm putting in to get kind of the output and almost like emotionally fixating on the inputs and not worrying about the output as much. And then just continuing to optimize for like greater and greater volume or greater, greater quality of input to get to output, right? Because in innovation and entrepreneurship, um, it's really easy to have a lot of failures and do a lot of things where you just get kind of get knocked knocked on um, your back. Like, and if the more that you can focus on things that you can control as inputs, it enables you to get back up. The minute you fixate on "I didn't get that deal," and then you you can't think about anything for two weeks, or the, that that product release didn't go well then you're dead, right? <clears throat> and so I think the thing that I've learned about just kind of the athletic side, but working out nutrition that's applicable to business is both control the inputs, but then also when you when you are in a process and you look to continue to make it better, like you can have a, like a really great scale and impact on things, right? So from a leadership perspective, just starting the study of like, okay, what can I do to control having a more innovative team, a more agile team. There are things that you can control and do, right? And and, and thinking about things is, is more of an integrated system, right? So those are the kind of the parallels that I feel like I've taken. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then, that's... but to me, like the biggest thing is just don't quit, like stay on the field. Like, <laughs> cause even like I've had some of my marathons that I've run that have been the toughest, but I, I maybe didn't have the best time 
but I was the most proud of myself because I had cramps all over, but I didn't quit. Right. Right. And, and I think a lot of like su success that I've had in business and with our teams is just don't quit, just stay yeah. on the field and just keep going. And yeah. when you can have both the discipline of you put the work in and the discipline to say, I'm not going to quit. It's crazy of how many like breakthroughs I've had, right? Like right when I was about thought I was ready to quit, but I just kept going. Right. Yeah. And, but yeah. 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 I think that's, I think that's huge. And, uh, right. It's just of, oh, I love it. Shana said she's going through this right now. Um, but just of, of having that sense of I'm going to keep going right. One day at a time is what I always tell myself, right? Like you show up one day at a time and, you know, and you also, like you said, like control the inputs of, of what you can do every day of, I think getting really granular of, okay. Right. Like how am I waking up in the morning? How am I showing up? You know, what's, what's the first thing I'm doing when I step out my door? I'm actually curious, yeah. like, do you have a, you know, do you have a, a daily habit or like, um, a routine that you find, helps you show up, you know, one, be more present and mindful, but also helps you like, like, oh, I can really like, you know, like yeah. hold myself with confidence and like bravery today, you know? So I'm curious if there's granular things that you found really help oh, you. hundred percent. I, I think it's just been working out, working at it over time. But like, I always go back to, it's super hard to be courageous when you're exhausted and like, like if you're not getting enough sleep, like that to me, that you want, you want to, like, I'm a pretty courageous guy. You want to make me fearful and, and anxious, like just take sleep away from me. Right. <laughs> and like, so I think like rest and investment in yourself, like I'm big on cardio and lifting and eating the right foods and getting, getting enough rest that like, that's huge for me to be able to show up just with great energy, with confidence mm. and to be able to put myself in a position to be able to learn and, and um, go forward. Right. So that to me is like the big thing. Um, and then beyond, beyond that, um, I think just being like, sometimes when I feel anxious in, um, in, I'm not exactly sure why, like I'll spend some time, like kind of just journaling a, little, journaling a little bit and figuring out, okay, what's the core issue that's bothering me here that I mm -hmm. need to deal with? Is it, do I need to go have a conversation with somebody because I'm like, I, there's conflict or do I feel like I'm not making enough progress in a certain area of business and I, I need to um, either put more effort against it? Do I need to change my strategy? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, am I just in a, in a, in a day-to-day -day context like that i'm just like I, I need to change this right so um th those are some of the big things is is really and then i think there's just seasons for things like there's seasons i have in terms of where i'm investing a lot more into like just learning growth there's other things where i just i have to crush the things that just the key things that i have to get done this week or this month right mm -hmm. so to me it's just the the investing in yourself and then just being clear on, on what's in front of you and then just crushing that. And, mm. um, and then a lot of times too, it's just put the right people around you and don't, don't feel like it's all on your shoulders, right? Find people who right. you can have a conversation with to say, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to solve this problem. Do you have any ideas for me? Cause I think a lot of times too, like for myself, like I'll try the minute I try to just take something on and not get input, then 
it just makes me that much more anxious and it takes 10 times longer to get something done to where if I, if I reach out for help, um, and I'm a little bit vulnerable that way, it actually is a huge unlock both for my energy, but also my productivity and my impact. And mm -hmm. um, the more that you can embrace that, I think it's helpful. And I would just say like, is an encouragement to folks like COVID and like, what's happened the last couple of years, it's hard. Like I've, I've had days where it's just like, I'm, I'm a very motivated um, entrepreneurial, like courageous guy. And I've had my days where it's like, shit, like I'm, and, and the more I go back to just like put myself in a position to where I'm like, I'm working out and I'm getting my energy, I'm connecting with my people. I'm, I, I go back to why it is I'm doing what I'm doing. So purpose, mm. that those are the things that can unlock really pushing you forward and mm. so, um yeah yeah no i love it i think there's there's so many so many nuggets there of of journaling of journaling and working through things giving yourself the time and space to be like huh okay i'm i'm not even gonna call this stuck i just am processing this i'm gonna work through it um <laughs> Right. I'm going to give myself yeah. rest and restoration. Right. You can't go out into the world every day and, you know, you're not going to, you know, life's going to throw you things that that are going to throw you off and make you need to reflect and rest. It's, you know, yeah. you can't keep running every day, um, you know, and that can be the brave decision. It can be today. OK, I'm going to I'm going to stay home or I'm going to take a little bit of time to journal or breathe and sit with myself um right and not run at the problem or run it you know run up the mountain today like today i have to walk or take it or you know go to base camp um for a yeah. bad analogy but oh, i think i think that's that's also the the sometime which which can be confused with courage being like being the ultimate doer right of like doership and and right you talked about vulnerability rest as also being a catalyst for you know for growth integrity and encourage right of those those being fundamental to being able to show up in the way you want to show totally. up. totally yeah and i think i think sometimes like it's helpful to just even have a mindset reframe sometimes too because i think it's easy to get into i'm just speaking for myself here but okay like i mastered this context and now all of a sudden like i'm launching a new company or i have a new set of challenges and I think sometimes if we can put the filter of, hey, I'm refounding my career, I'm refounding my role within this company or function, and it is a heavier time of like building new skills and and growth again, where maybe I haven't experienced that. But that's sometimes like a little bit of healthy stress and anxiousness is okay. Um, but I think if you if you haven't reset your mindset to say I'm intentionally refounding myself. I'm intentionally putting myself through this gr growth mode to continue to push myself forward. There can feel conflict there too, right? And, yeah. um, <clears throat> but I think that, that to me, like that's a critical thing with AI, with Gen AI and some of the other things that are becoming, becoming more pervasive and will continue to become like, um, like we, we all have to have that mentality because the minute that we just feel like we, we want everything to settle down and it's perfect, like, we just have to get better at doing kind of the hard stuff in the context of uncertainty, in my opinion. So. Mm. Yeah, I think that's huge. And there's a parallel there with, you know, when when you are going through change, right, like on a global scale, going through so much change and uncertainty. But also when you're at a point, like you said, where reframing of like, OK, I am re I'm at a, you know, a stage of growth or I'm I'm re I'm re 
refound like framing my career or re refounding. I love how you framed that of not wishing you could go back to like, oh, if I, you know, I just want to go back to the way it was or right. Even, you know, thinking about AI, like we just need to go back to how it was. It's like, well, no, we're, we've already stepped into this no new incubator of growth. You know, let's own that. That's the point of the process we're in. And there is a lot of uncertainty, but there's so much potential there going back, going back in time or when I think that's also human nature to sometimes when things get hard, totally, yeah. go back, right? Rather yeah. than looking at like, no, this is just the hard part of moving forward, you know? Yeah. And even like with AI, Gen AI, like I, I, I've heard a lot of just negativity, a lot of companies, it's like from a policy perspective, aren't letting their teams even mm -hmm. touch it yet. And, and it, it can feel like threatening. And the way I think about it is you can either be threatened by it, or you can say, how can this turn me and my team into superheroes almost, right? And like, how can this be an accelerant to the impact that I can provide here, right? And I think that the leaders and teams that are starting to embrace it more of understanding the impact, like the potential of it and saying, how can we really leverage this for greater pro productivity, greater impact? It actually, for me, as I've used it in my business, it's per, it's, it's pushed me into higher orders of impact and just thinking, and I love it, right? Mm -hmm. But I also understand there's some the negative like impact of it. And mm -hmm. I always just go back to what was the impact of the internet? And I, because th I think, I think this is going to be even more dramatic than that AI. And, um, so just, just think about it in more of a positive light. Again, I think we have to manage around definitely a lot of the challenges with it in terms of reliability and, and displacement of, of workers, that sort of thing. But at the same time, I feel like embracing it for what it could be and the impact that it can have for all of us to actually push us into higher order like roles and impact, I think is super interesting. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. I feel like that's, we could have a whole conversation yeah. on that around reframing or just discussion around AI. Um, so I know we're, I want to make sure we have time for more audience questions and to share with folks ways to stay engaged with you. So this will be my like final question, kind of two part, but what's the, what's one thing that's, um, you know, scared, like that scares you. It can be like literally right now. I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, this is a problem I'm, I'm, you know, working through. And then what's something that you're really excited about. So, and those, the thing that scares you could be the same thing you're, that you're excited about. So, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious, uh, professionally, personally, what's one thing or challenge that, you know, is going to take a little bit of courage to overcome. And then what's something that you're, that's really energizing you. Yeah. I think like the thing that always scares me is like, am I going to regret the thing that I didn't do or the, like that I didn't make progress fast enough in a certain area. Right. And if, mm -hmm. I think all the way back to when I started the garage group, honestly, one of the reasons why I like quit my job and jumped into it full time is like, I just like in 10 years, am I going to regret staying here versus jumping and starting this thing? Mm -hmm. And so that like, even today, like, the 13 year old daughter plays basketball. And it's like, when at any time she asks me to play, like go out and just shoot for a little bit and, and play at the driveway. Like it's, I'm like, it's easy to say no, cause I got another meeting or something, but it's like, I'm like, am I going to regret in 
three years when when she's kind of driving and not here like a lot mm-hmm. of not doing that right so that's mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me of and it's always like to me that's a motivator to do the harder things sometimes because it's like at the end of the day am i going to regret not doing that yeah. thing that i knew was is going to be impactful to me potentially impact other people right yeah love that and, and then the thing that i'm excited about is the just the Power X holdings and the I feel like the impact that we're going to be able to continue to have on brands. We we have a few different portfolio company relationships that are um, in like AI for trend research and then like mobile gaming for Gen Z, a couple of different companies. And it's really interesting and energizing to me to connect with like really smart entrepreneurs that are solving problems for corporations and brands and um, so that's just a fun process and um, love the companies love the entrepreneurs love the impact and um, and then i think part of that is the um, garage group as well as like we continue to do amazing things in terms of solving so like i would say innovation and brand growth challenges for uh, like global fortune 500 type companies. So like the, the work there is, is, is phenomenal as well. So a couple of things I'm excited about. I'm on mute. I just realized I'm on mute. (laughs) Awesome. No, I, I love it. Um, no, I love it. And I think that that leads into, to like, what is the best way, you know, you, you talked about a lot of exciting things coming up and I know you have the Courageous Minds Only event coming up on the 19th. So yeah. um, we're going to drop some links in, in the chat too, but Jason, yeah. What are the, what are some ways that are best for our audience to find out more? I mean, everything you're talking about garage group, you know, that's of interest to our audience. So how, what's the best way for folks to yeah. find out and learn more about all of your work? I think just just follow me on LinkedIn, I think is the, the best central point there. There's as you get on my profile, you find Power X Holdings and then the Garage Group. And then I have uh, recent posts around kind of Courageous Minds Only event with 1871 in Chicago next week. And it'll be really great. This guy, Marcelo, who's the chief digital officer for ThoughtWorks, climbed Mount Everest twice, almost died the second time coming down. And wow. just to hear his story, along with like the head of uh, disruptive innovation for Kraft Heinz, head of um, new ventures for Aon, um, mm. and then and then one of the heads of um, R and D for Ferrara. Um, it's, it'll be a really good panel. And again, it gets we get into their courage journeys to me to make it accessible to all of us. But then through that, we get into a lot of the trends and things that are. Um, continuing to impact their their businesses, so um, mm. w- w- it'll be phenomenal. I'm, I'm always like, I just I feel like lucky I get to talk to those leaders and learn from them, and it's um, hope it's a it's an inspiration to everybody. Amazing. And if you're in Cincinnati, folks can go in per- go in person, right? But it'll also be live streamed. If it's in, Chica- in Chicago, yes. It's in Chicago. Yeah, you, like you have to register, but if you're in Chicago, you can uh, you can go for sure. It's at um, in the Merchandise Mart building, uh, but you'll, you'll find details. Just just um, amazing. Yeah. Either hit me up, or you can find it on my profile, and I I can share more details. Wonderful, wonderful, amazing, amazing, great. Okay. Oh, and thank you to to Ben Bonberry. I think he's got he put it in the chat here as well. Um, the link to the event and your LinkedIn. So perfect. Um, amazing. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you to Ben, our 
is behind the scenes making magic happen. Uh, wonderful. Uh, I want to invite we have a couple minutes left. Anyone in the audience? Um, Shayna, thank you for your engagement. Casey, great to see you. Brian, uh, thank you so much, everyone, um, for being here. So if you do have any questions, we'll we'll stay on a couple more minutes and I'll let those come through the chat. I know sometimes there's a bit of a lag here. Um, but just, yeah, really appreciate everyone's engagement in the chat. Uh, any final remarks you have, Jason, just while folks, if there's any questions, I want to give them time, but any last questions, things you want to leave folks with? Like, I feel like the thing that I like, I think about and I lead every day with is this courageous minds only that's up on my wall and it's kind of the tagline for the garage group. And I feel like when you're any, you're doing anything like new or uncertain, and this is kind of my past kind of behavior that I've gotten out of, but it's easy to say, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm, I need to read another book. I need to take another class. And to me, like courageous minds only means you get ready through the process of committing to doing the thing that scares you and then, and then seeing it through. And so I would just say, regardless of kind of where you're at in your career directory or the things that are in front of you don't wait to be ready to start something commit and then just figure it out and that's that's kind of to me living with that courageous minds only mentality mm. yeah i love it yeah just start it's there's <laughs> you're yeah. just like you're start yeah. and then the journey makes you ready mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Shana says being vulnerable is the key you said, you know, what you said. I think that's, that's so true. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, everyone. If you do have questions, um, we'll also be sending out an email after this as well, and I can gather questions. Otherwise, reach out to myself, the Learn It team. Uh, you can always reach out to us via LinkedIn. Um, it's great to be LinkedIn Live now as well. So pop in, say hi to us. We have events. At, we have another event next Friday. So we have a really full October um, with great conversations around how we can all step into becoming the leaders we want to be uh, and and just being better, braver humans. So thank you, Jason, for being here. We're really thrilled and just such an honor to be able to chat with you about this. Um, and thank you. Thank you for being yeah, here. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoy the conversation and um, I, I just I'm honored to be here. So thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I see Kay Casey. One more question. What is your number one book recommendation? That's a great question, Casey. Ooh. I, in terms of the, the, there's a lot I probably could recommend the thinking about courage. There's a book by Stephen Pressfield called the war of art. And it's, it's a lot of like what influenced me early where like I got stuck in that, like, I'm not, I need to read another book and I'm not ready because he talks about the idea of this idea or di dichotomy between an amateur and a professional. And he's a, he's a writer, but he's like an amateur waits for inspiration. A professional just shows up and then writes for hours. And, and so I, I, I love it because it's a good short read, but if you're stuck, particularly like as we're in kind of self branding, create content mode, it's just a really good, both instructive and inspiring read 
to to really um, get you more into just get out there and start doing stuff mode. So to your point, Carly, before on just start, it's a it's a just start um, book for sure. But that's one of my favorites. Thank you for joining us on the Learn It podcast. We wish you well on your learning journey and see you next time.